got it locked on Rodeo Radio. Hey, Tony, drop that. What, please? I bet. Dr. Dre in the place to be. Co rocking shit with my homeboy Steve. After Rodeo, get stupid, son. Yo. Don't think that you can get none of Trey The motherfucking doctor The bitch hopper The sucker motherfucker stopper I'm fucked up so don't mind what I'm saying I'm just kicking it But Steve, Tony, A and Susan Yo, we can choose it Dope shit to put in a mix Know what I'm saying? We kick shit like And, and That's a fact And if your shit ain't in a mix You know it's swag And that ain't no bullshit Kicking facts on a serious tip. Word up, Dr. Dre's in full effect doing serious damage, boy. Tony A! Tony A! When you're ready, go. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodion Radio, episode 121. Can you believe that? 121. And I only thought I was only going to be here for like 20 episodes, but you know what? Thanks to you guys that have made this possible. Those of you that have liked, comment, subscribe, uh, you know, donate it. Uh, it's been a blessing. So thank you, guys. I hope and I pray that you guys had a blessed Christmas. I know I did. As a matter of fact, uh, Johnny Boy gave me a present today, and I told him it was the only gift that I got this year. It's just the way it is, and he blessed me, so I was thankful for that. But other than that, just a few minor announcements. Um, those of you that want to buy an ad, go to documixery forward slash ads, and you could buy one-minute ads to promote your record, your business, your merch, whatever you want. You can buy an ad. You could buy one ad just for one episode. You could buy up to two weeks. That's four episodes. Or you could buy up to one month, which is eight episodes. And that will help you promote your business, your merch, whatever, your album, whatever you're trying to push. And uh, we play them during our 10-minute uh, breaks. Now, somebody may ask, once again, why would I want to buy an ad? Well, because we get about a half a million views every month on our page. So, and uh, we average about 10K per episode. So at least 10,000 people are going to see your ad. So that's a good deal. Other than that, go to documentary.com. If you guys still like to buy hard copies, the mixtapes, the High C Tony album that I produced that was released in 1991. So you guys can buy that as well. Uh, other than that, um, we'll get to all the other uh, announcements uh, if I remember on the break. So without further ado, please allow me to introduce my very first special guest, Fallacy. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Muchas gracias. Well, thank you for coming uh, uh, and joining us and allowing me, giving me the honor and the pleasure to interview you. Thank you. So, thank you. Uh, first and foremost, let me thank Erica. Yes. Shout Erica. out, girl. Yes. Muchas gracias for, you know, always supporting me, showing me love, you know, putting me on. Really, really much appreciated. Well, thank you, Erica. And thank you as well. You know what? Uh, let me ask you something. I know it's Sunday. I love watching football, but let's go back a little bit to Christmas. How was your Christmas? Christmas was amazing. Um, I worked through the holidays. Mm -hmm. We are essential workers over at Dr. Green Thumb Silmar. Shout out to Dr. Green Thumb, uh, Be Real 
and all the bosses out there so we worked through it we got out early went out with the, um to my mom's house popped at 1942 <laughs> hey you know um hicimos ponche i'm not sure if you yes ponche tamales my mom's guatemalan so she made banana leaf tamales have you ever had that no i haven't yeah so she wraps the tamale in banana leaf there's either chicken or pork it was amazing my dad's mexican so i had mexican tamales as well awesome um it was it was beautiful you know something small unfortunately you know i come from a really big family yes this year we couldn't celebrate with the whole family it was just a couple of us but you know you have to stay safe you have to think of others and keep everybody else in consideration Absolutely. when you're partying and stuff Absolutely. like that but it was beautiful i had fun and you know you mentioned you didn't get too many gifts and it wasn't it wasn't about gifts i think this year it was about right. family it was about love and and sharing that experience you know that's a good thing now i'm going to twist your arm a little bit and ask you something Guatemalan tamales or Mexican tamales? Ooh. If you had to choose. If I had to choose, I'd have to go with Mexican tamales. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like simple. Mexican tamales is just a tamal with chile verde or chile rojo and, you know, bomb. Este, um, Guatemalan tamales, they have a ciruela in there. They had Ooh. a little... Um, a, a, a red pepper strand it's it's just a lot of flavor mm -hmm. and to some it might not be what they they want and me i like them once in a while I, you okay. know once in a while one month tamales mexican tamales bring them every saturday let's go <laughs> uh are you a menudo pozole person as well oh yes i love menudo and pozole but actually i just stopped um eating red meat maybe this year okay so anything chicken chicken pozole chicken menudo i don't do pork i don't do you know beef right. red meat right. yeah yeah you know i had to change my eating habits like three years ago but i started cheating again you know mm -hmm. you gotta have them cheat days <laughs> now let me ask you another question if you had to choose because this was a question that i threw out there on instagram pozole or menudo if you had to choose oh my god i'm gonna have to go with pozole i pozole mean too. maybe a year ago i would have said menudo all day every day even after you know cuando estoy cruda y todo. but today has to be pozole because i can make some pollo in there and not be not miss it too much not miss the menudo too uh, much. are you a great cook um i like cooking i don't cook too much so maybe not <laughs> <laughs> well uh, the only thing i cook is some cup of noodles but uh that's about it but I, i'm not a cook at all but I love Mexican food. My favorite dish, uh, un plato chile verde con arroz y frijoles. Yummy. That's, that's yes. my shiznit. Uh, yeah, I had to change the eating habits for sure. I think the meat was just too heavy on my body. It made me too groggy, and I just saw a big difference. So, you know, growing up Mexican and Guatemalan, like, it was just carne asada, carne asada, uh, you know, carnitas, you know, beef this, beef that, tacos. I, I had to switch it up. It definitely helped me with, right. like, my lifestyle. Um, and just recently, I started to do intermediate fasting where I won't eat during the day. Oh, okay. I only eat after sundown. So that's, like, around 5 o'clock to, like, okay. about 8, 9 o'clock. Um, and I've also seen big differences that's helped me as well. Yeah. You know, uh, it was about three, three and a half years ago when I really took, like, my health really serious and I started working out. One of the things that I had to do for myself to actually live longer and feel better is believe it or not i had to change all my eating habits like literally like overnight and the thing that i cut out believe it or not was mexican food yeah you know because arroz y frijoles y carnitas you know it's it's it's, it's, it's amazing food but it's not really that healthy right 
right. you know so i had to change everything you know i said something the other day i said um stay away from everything that's white and somebody looked at me kind of crazy no white bread no white rice no white pasta a lot of those things i had to stay away from all that so but i noticed pretty much that uh when i changed all my eating habits my body literally changed when I started drinking a lot of water. Water is my best friend. I, I used to drink possibly like a gallon of water every single yeah. day. You know, now probably like half a gallon of water. But your body begins to change as you begin to work out and start to look a lot better and a lot younger. Yeah. Growing up, I don't think we have that information. I mean, not a lot of people give us that information. Like my brothers and my family, my cousins, you know, they're big men. Right. You know, and it's not the healthiest when you're serving them, you know, a plato rojo de chile rojo. You know what I mean? It's not the healthiest. So we have to also pass down this information, look out for our family members, Mm -hmm. for our grandpas, our dads, you know, Um, because health issues right now are spiraling out of control. Yes, yes. And especially with this pandemic thing is not helping at all. Exactly. Um, So now let me ask you this. Today's Sunday. Again, I mentioned I'm a big football guy. By the way, everybody, my Cowboys won. I know we suck, but at least we won today. So at least give me that one. (laughs) Are you a football person? Um, once in a while when football, when, um, Super Bowl comes around, yes, it's okay. fun, but no, I don't have a team. I, my friends do love the Cowboys though. Cowboys. <laughs> um, basketball. Basketball, Lakers all day. Lakers. I'm from LA, born and raised, baby. Um, baseball. I'm a big fan of baseball. Dodgers, obviously. I grew up playing, you know, going out on Sundays to watch my dad play. After high school, I, um, coached. Really? And, yeah, I coached for about four or five years, which was amazing. You know, it, it definitely um, gave me leadership skills, yes. character. I just, you know, I loved everything about being around, um, you know, women to uplift them and create that, you know, environment for them. Absolutely. Now, uh, um, how amazing was it that this year we got to experience the Lakers and, and the, Dodgers. the Dodgers? It was beautiful. I cried, yeah. honestly. You know what I mean? Um I, I remember watching the Dodger games, just hoping for them to win with my dad next to me. You know, yeah. it's something that we shared together. Unfortunately, this year we couldn't be together when they won just because, you know, it's been hard. I work. I work literally 24-7. Um, and, you know, I see over 500 people a day. And being in the pandemic, I have to remember that I have to keep them safe. So yes. a lot of the things that um, I've missed out on a lot of things this year. Yeah. But it was amazing because we won, and I've been waiting for a you know for a win for the past ten, fifteen years. So yeah, and since last, I started watching, and the last couple of years we were like right there, right and we lost there. them. And you know what? Actually, I went down to um the uh, uh the game the the game two two games before they won. Oh, or the okay. game before they won. I was just hoping they won when I was there. But they didn't. But I was there and I got to experience, you know, the everybody's energy. Everybody's, you know, willing of like, okay, we're going to take it. We're going to win. It was just amazing. Yes, I'm a yes. big Dodger fan. So that was a big W for us. I had gotten so emotional when the Dodgers won that I made a video. I, I think it's still up on my Instagram. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Dodgers are Lakers, bitch. Like, <laughs> I... Because I'm a big sports guy. I, yeah, love, it. I love it. And we don't get a, we're not going to get a parade. I you know, know I, that's the first thing I thought about. Like, you know what I mean? Just 
conviviendo and being around all this energy of other people that love the same thing that you love, you right. know? Because I remember the last time Lakers won, and I was part of, I was there, I was at the at the parade. It was beautiful. So now that the Dodgers won, and we're like, oh, well, we don't get a parade. Right. We, we don't, we can't celebrate right. like all these other cities celebrated, you know? Yeah. Okay. Now, for the people that may not know, where originally are you from? Like, where did you grow up at? I grew up in South Central LA in the Crenshaw District. Shout out Nipsey. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm born and raised out there, South LA yeah. baby. What, what uh, elementary, middle school, or high school did you attend? So I went to Virginia Road High School, uh, kind of more West LA. And then um, for middle school, I traveled like an hour away just because my mom wanted me to go to a better school than what I had in the right. hood, you know? And then um, high school, I went to Dorsey High. Shout out to all my Dons and Donnas, <laughs> Dorsey High School. Um, yeah, it was, it, you know, I, I've always had a beautiful life. I feel like um, you, when you just accept everything that's given to you without, yes. you know, oh, but I want this or it should have been this way, you know, there's no way to complain. So, yeah. you know, I, I now accept everything, you know, even what I couldn't accept before, now I right. take it and it's like it's made me, you know, I'm glad, you know, that I was exposed to all these other experiences. Yeah, that's dope. Um, growing up, you play any sports? I did. I played softball. I played soccer, a little bit of volleyball, but mostly softball and soccer. Which one would you better at? Would, would you say? I think uh, softball. I was a uh, first base. I did short. I did um, catcher. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you come from a big family as far as a lot of brothers and sisters? Big family, yes. Okay. Okay. I come from a one of 10 kids. Wow. Bigger family. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Big family. Um, now, and it's funny because my mother had like over 30 grandchildren. Wow. And that's not even including the great grandchildren, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. But now, uh, growing up in a Guatemalan Mexican home, this will be an interesting question. As a little girl, what kind of music did you grow up with listening at home? I grew up with Norteñas, Mariachi, everything Mexican. I mean, my mom kind of... Um got with my dad and just was like i'm gonna please him his mexican food his mexican culture his tradition um obviously she did kind of give us a little bit of the guatemalan tradition and culture and i've been there i love it you know i know my guatemalan family but it's always just been you know my dad's culture my dad's traditions you know mexican the durango shout out to everybody from durango <laughs> <laughs> all good okay now see if you can remember your first memory of listening to hip hop for the first time. I always give mine, mine is, is a, has always been rapper's delight and I heard that when I was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. So how old were you, if you can remember, what was the, some of the first music you heard? I was probably around, I'm gonna say 12, 13 years old. And I remember walking into my brother's room and you know, my brother, old school gangster, Aki, working out, doing his pushups in his room. He was bumping Tupac. Oh, shit. Yeah, he was bumping Tupac, and that that's the first I can remember. Okay, mm -hmm. okay. Now I'm gonna ask you something, and I, I like usually like to ask uh, my guests this question because everybody's different, and sometimes some people surprise me, some some people don't. Uh, your top five, if you had to choose, even if you don't remember the names of the albums, but mm -hmm. you remember the artist, mm -hmm. your top five West Coast 
classic albums. Okay, classic albums. I probably do artists, but I mean top five. It has to be Eminem. I love Eminem. Not in any order. Eminem, Evidence from Dilated People. I love Evidence. Um, of course, Ice Cube. That's probably top three. I love Ice Cube. Okay. Um, Dr. Dre. And then I have one more, right? I have yes. to be selective. Let me see. It's hard because there's a lot. It's so. a lot. Um, I mean, anything NWA because I, you know, I grew up in the hood. I grew up gangster. <laughs> you know, I grew up with my brothers, and you know, I, during my high school years, yeah, it was all about that gangster life. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely had to say, it. yeah, that. That's dope. That's dope. Okay, now, can you give me top five East Coast? Ooh, I mean Biggie, of course. Um, damn, not not big, not big on the East Coast because you know okay. it's always been West Coast. Okay, and I okay. remember we had a little beef back in the day where yes. it's like, okay, West Coast all day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since you brought up Biggie, uh, I'm a big Biggie fan as well. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, uh, what the last time I was up there in New York, I had to go to his mural and to where the house where he grew up at mm -hmm. you know as a matter of fact it, it was pretty even emotional for me though i never met the guy but to be there uh on his block across the street from his house where his mom wanted to bring him home one last time and they drove through yeah. the hood to me that was like i mean one mother wants to see that right, right you know but i was there but now let me ask you this if you had to pick tupac's all eyes on me album mm -hmm. Or Biggie's Life After Death, the, the double CD. If you had to choose, which one would you go with? I have to go with Tupac. I cannot. I cannot not go with Tupac. Come okay. on. I'm from the West Coast. I have to represent. Um, I mean, giving it all to Biggie, of course. But yeah, always Tupac. Okay. Now, uh, let's narrow it down. If you had to choose favorite Tupac song of all time. Oh, my God. Um there's too many dear mama i mean i listen to that religiously you know i love that song we can say um what's the name of the song the one he's he did with um what is the name of the song with snoop that one then there's another one there's that gangster one he did um going against biggie como se llama Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the one where he's just talking mad shit yeah, at the yeah. end of the song. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one religiously. What's up? You know, you got to listen to that when you wake up. Get yeah. gangster. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. What, what, toss it up, or was it? Is it toss it up? I'm not sure. Who can remember it? Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that okay. one, that one. Okay, that, that one. one, that one. Johnny Boy, we, we, uh, hey, if you guys know the, the name of the song, put it on the live chat, okay? Hit yes. Hit him up. Hit him up. That's the one. Hit him up. Yes. Okay. Now, uh, growing up, you play any instruments at all? No instruments, no. I was in the choir in school, mm -hmm. which was great. It was a great experience, but no instruments. Okay. At what point in time would you say that you decided to like let me try and start writing some lyrics it was towards the end of high school i was i've been a poet all my life you okay. know i poetry writing poems you know um and then towards i'm gonna say 10 11th grade i started kind of hanging out with a group of people that did music like you know they would rap here and there and um i just decided to one day put a beat behind it or kind of just flow with my poetry that I, I had already written i had books and that's how it started i was like you know what let me let me 
wrap this on top of a bead and see if that works. And from there, it's like, okay, I can do this. Do you remember? Because I like to ask like detailed questions. What beat that was? Was that an instrumental? Was something you just downloaded? Was it a song that was already out? It was probably a Jay-Z song. Okay, so it was probably song cry. I think in the beginning of of starting to write and really try to perfect the uh, lyrics, it was song cry by Jay Z. Okay, mm -hmm. now uh, are you a fan because you mentioned dilated peoples mm -hmm. of underground hip hop? I am a big fan. I love lyricism. I love bars. I love delivery. Um, and some of the mainstream doesn't have all that. No, they they sure don't. You know, the sad thing is because my boy, much love to my boy, uh, Wiz, he was from a group or still is from uh, Black Forest, okay? And I've been knowing my boy Wiz for many, many years. But uh, one thing that I always learned from him that he did it because he loved it. See, I started producing music because I just loved it. I just wanted to release good music out there, you know? But after a while, being in the business, you realize that it's a business now. Yeah. Now you have to give the company what they want. Exactly. He always produced what he wanted, mm -hmm. you know, and that was always a difference. So one day it, he, I had a, like a little meeting with them and I told them, dude, like, cause I was driving a brand new Benz and I had money cause I was on a record label. Mm -hmm. And I told them, dude, I mean, those songs are dope. I said, but they're not going to make you any money. Yeah. And I never forgot when he said, he said, it's not even about that. Mm-hmm. And that taught me something that it brought me back to where in the very beginning I was doing it for no money. Right. I just did it because I loved it. Right. You know, and I think and that's why we have to give these guys their flowers because a lot of these underground rappers do it because they love it. Exactly. You know, yeah. Who who are some of the guys out there that are un, that are considered underground rappers that you dig like you, 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 you bump? Um, I mean, a lot of the new of the old. um Lupe Fiasco, a lot of um, what's the name of that gentleman? Um, a lot of the old uh, Kendrick Lamar, you know, where he was just going bar for bar, okay. um, you know, dilated, of course, um, just amongst others. I, I know there's a lot. Yeah, so I know there's a lot. But I understand where you're coming from, where you're like, because that's something that I battle often, where it's like I make music when I want to make music. Mm -hmm. You know, when when I feel like I, I I have something to give and sometimes it's not as consistent as it should be. But it's because I'm fighting whether it's like something that I want to do or something that I need to do for everybody that's listening. Make sense? Right. Where it's like, um putting things out just to put things out you right, know what i mean right. where as for me i'm a lyricist i like to take my time i like to perfect my lyrics i like to make sure that they mean something and you know um just have meaningful lyrics yeah for my projects yeah so you put together this demo or should i say this first song where you're rapping over this jay-z beat if i'm correct and did you record it to the point where you showed it to other people and if you did what was their response I think what ha I didn't record, but there was um, this this event called the Empowerment Project in Lemert Park, and um, it was just where 
they are gonna play the song and you're just gonna go up there and rap so it wasn't even like i'm gonna record it it was just throw myself out there oh, and okay. perform it in front of you know it was maybe 50 60 people i had such a great response that it just motivated me to keep going do something different don't stop and i think from there that's when it started well, what motivated you or encouraged you to go up there because some some people are like 50 50 like some people are like hell no i can't do that because i've known rappers eventually they've gotten over the hump but have said it's hard for me to go out there and perform because I get so nervous. Yeah. And then some people say, fuck, no, I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely have the heebie-jeebies when I perform, you know. But I think just seeing seeing everybody else do it motivated me. And also knowing that I can probably do it better than other people. You know, where not necessarily I'm the best, but sometimes I felt like I had more to say, better to say, a more meaningful message okay. than, you know, the regular, where it's like rapping over So there. would you say that was the first time you actually went up in front of a crowd? I've always been a performer. I mean, in high school, I was the lead in the school play. I've always been able to hop on stage with direction. Okay. But in regards to music, yeah, that was the first time where I actually let people listen to what I had to say, where okay. it was something mine and I was giving it to them. That was awesome. the first time, yeah. Okay, so now, after you that performance, what comes next for Fallacy? Do you start recording? Do you start doing demos at home? Do you meet a producer? Like yeah, I start recording. I, I met a producer by the name of Marv's Production out in uh, South LA in the Crenshaw District, and he helped me do my first um, album that was called Love Angel. Um, but yeah, everything happened really fast after my first like performance at the Empowerment Project because I feel like people gravitated to me and said, oh my God, this girl, she, she sounds really good. You have a different sound and you're rapping about you know great meaningful stuff and that kind of just dro drove me to search and look for other people and be open to working with other people that's awesome and trusting as well it's a big part of trust you know awesome. other people awesome. as well um so now you did your first album but before we get to that album did you always have the name fallacy or did you have a different rapping name before that yeah in the beginning i had a <laughs> it was a lot i mean i went by the name of Traviesa. Traviesa. Okay. Yeah. So, but it was it wasn't something that I wanted to promote as like a, a, a an artist name. And my producer at the time, Mars Production, helped me, you know, link myself up with Fallacy. Fallacy. What does it mean? It's a misconception. Well, what are you trying to say with your lyrics? Well, you know, this life is a misconception. You know what I mean? Everything you go through might be a misconception. So I'm Fallacy, and I'm unraveling the lies of the world with my lyrics. And it was super meaningful in the beginning. So that's how it came about. We sat down outside of his house for like four hours, just thinking of like, okay, well, what, how does this sound? What about this name? What about this name? And then it was just like fallacy and it clicked and it was like, it's, that's what I feel. Wow. That's dope. Okay. So you got to get together. How many songs were on this album? There was 14 songs. Okay. 14 songs about how long did it take for him to produce it? You drop lyrics, mixing, mastering or whatever. We were such in a good, it was so, so much good energy going on. I, we probably did it in like six months, less than six months. And that's a, that's a good record because I usually tell people, give me six months to a year if I'm going to produce an album. Yeah. Today, people will put together an album in a week or two. Yeah. And they just release it. And then yeah. in about a week, it'll be forgotten. Right. I believe that. You I know, hear you. Um, I heard Dr. Dre in a quote not too long ago. I said, maybe it was this year or last year. He said, you know, uh, talking about music today, talking about music then. Mm -hmm. 
and he had said that he, I remember the last, um, before I get to his quote, uh, which I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember word for word, but the, the last time that I actually spoke to him was when the, the Chronic album had just dropped, 1992, if I'm correct. And I asked him, you know, how long did that album take? And he said, it took me about a year. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, why did it take so long? And I asked him that because he had knocked out songs, I mean, albums for Michelet, the DOC, Above the Law, EZE, NWA, et cetera, mm -hmm. all within a short timeline. And he said, well, I had to make sure that this album was a hit, not a miss. Right. So he took his time. And, um, well, well, he said this, he said, I made music that will last forever. Right. Today, a lot of people are just making music for right now. Right. And they'll be forgotten soon. Mm -hmm. I like to take my time and know that my album will be heard 20, 30 years from right. now. You know, uh, I think it was December 14th. I, I believe it was the 14th. It's been, um, 29 years that my record and people still buying it, yeah. you know? Um, and again, I shared with you earlier, I didn't, wasn't sure what I was doing, but I knew I took my time and I right. wanted to do something good. So, so you guys have 14 songs. Now the album dropped. Did you guys at all try to shop it at all? Yeah, we definitely did. It was during, um, Valentine's, uh, okay. it dropped on February 14, 2014, and we promoted it that way. We put it on uh, Spotify, on YouTube, and, um, it was such, so different from what I was used to because when I first started, um, rapping, it was more of, um, hardcore underground, you know, bars. And with this one, I wanted to show a different side, which the album was called Love Angel. It's called Love Angel, and it's all about love and you know different scenarios there's a song that i talked about cheating on somebody mm -hmm. there's a song where it was four of us you know it was it was a, a guy and a girl and then my boyfriend and and myself then there was a song about like my future husband so it was definitely different from mm -hmm. what i you know i wanted but my producer at the time you know he's like let's just push it let's do it you know it's a different side of you and people need to know that there's also this side of you that okay. they can listen to um but i completely agree with with what you say where people are putting things out just to put them out now for for right now then working on a solid piece something that'll right. you know definitely um gravitate to you know people gravitate to it and listen to it over and over rather than just you know that that week okay okay last question before we go to break it's released uh february 14th 2014 what was the response that you were getting back um a lot of people were very shocked they're like oh my god be also because i you know that was my first project some of the people didn't even know i rapped they didn't even know i was you know coming out with music um it was definitely very i was supported by a lot of my friends you know um you know even till this day especially my family my family loved it my dad loves it um till this day i do have a lot of you know supporters but it was different. It was, you know, now that I think about it, would I have done it? Yeah, I would have done it, but maybe I would have followed it up with something that was more me, more underground, okay. more like, you know, hardcore, like I like it. That'll work. We're gonna go ahead and press pause right there. We're gonna take a 10 minute break. We're gonna come right back and pick up right where we left off. Yay. So, okay, everybody, make sure you call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that fallacies in the motherfucking building. Ooh. We'll be back in 10 minutes, don't fuck around, come back. Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio, episode 121. And uh, we're not going to waste any time. We're going to just go ahead and jump right back into it with Fallacy. Yes. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Okay. I got to ask you something because I know Christmas just 
passed and I got my first gift today. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know I know we said it's not about gifts because I'm more of a person that I'd rather give than to receive. And right, now that I'm older, right. uh, 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 I. I understand that now. I love seeing the joy in people when they receive something that right. you know, that, that they've been blessed with. Growing up, what would you say, if any, was the best gift you ever received for Christmas? Um, mm, growing up, damn, growing up, I didn't have too much. I remember what I wanted and I didn't get. I remember all of my little cousins and uh, you know my primos and primas got the same gift and I was the one that didn't get it. And it was those shoes that had the roller skates at the bottom. Oh, no shit? Yeah, they all received some and I got some chanclas and I was pissed and I was upset and I was crying. I was like, I can't believe I got chanclas and everybody got little roller, little skates. I was pissed. I would have been really happy if I would got like that though. <laughs> okay, let me say this. First of all, I was really, really bad growing up because I was the type of guy that I'd be playing ball in the living room knowing that all those damn gifts are under the tree because there was 10, 10 kids. I would throw the ball over there, go over there and just kind of like rip the thing because it said my name on it. Okay, oh, damn, well, that's what I wanted. And I just tape it back up. <laughs> so I was one of those guys. But I think the best gift that I ever got was when my older brother bought me a bike. Now, I look back, and I know it was a cheap bike from Kmart. Mm-hmm. But back then, I thought I was balling. I thought yeah. I was rolling because I had me a brand new bike. But I'll tell you one thing that I always wanted and I never got. Uh, uh, it was called a Tyco racetrack. You know, a uh, track where you in the fucking car. So I wanted one of those. Mm-hmm. Never got it. I used to always beg and beg and beg because back then, $49 was a lot. Yeah. So when I got my record deal, guess what I did? I was 22 years old. I went to Toys R Us, mm-hmm. grabbed it, came home. I fixed it. And I told my mom, come on, you're going to play with me. Oh, that's beautiful. And me and her were just. That was it. So, <laughs> yeah. That was, I don't know what the hell ever happened to it. But I bought myself all the gifts that I didn't get. Yeah. So. That's awesome. So now you dropped your album once again. Uh, 2014 on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Is that record still available for purchase or can people still listen to it? Yeah, they can still listen to it. Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, mm-hmm. go out there, check it out. Love Angel by Fallacy. Um, you know, especially if you want to dedicate a song to your girlfriend or to your boyfriend, it's a really good, uh, lovey dovey, you know, mm-hmm. album, you know? What song? If you want to dedicate it to your boyfriend, would you recommend? Do you still remember? Uh, it's called Love Angel, and it's just talking about the man of your dreams, right? Mm. You know, the example that my dad set, which was always make sure that you are being respected, loved, um, don't settle for less, Absolutely. and believe in love. So that's what the song talks about. It's, you know, believe in love, and there's somebody out there for you no matter what. And yeah. Okay, so that album drops. Did you perform at all? Did you tour at all? Did you do anything with that record? I didn't do, uh, I didn't tour. I de- definitely performed a few songs, but it was such um, it was hard to perform when when I'm about you know excited music and underground and rap, and then boom, you you throw in a love song. It's a little hard to perform, but I did do a, a little bit of performing out in LA, South LA, uh, downtown LA. Not too much, but it's definitely a, a nice album to throw in during February where you want to you know make some babies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Baby making music. Yes. Okay, so now that album is. Dry- dropped how long before you drop something new 
It was probably, I was in the studio with Marv's for maybe the next two years and we were just dropping singles. Okay. So maybe um, three months passed, we dropped another song called Battle Scars. Battle Scars. Yeah. Why that title? Um, at this point, I think I was so into like, okay, I'm already in here. Let's talk about where I grew up. Let's talk about how I grew up, the hood, Crenshaw District, you know, um, what it is to be a woman in, in the industry as well as like underground you know what what's a woman in underground music what is that you know okay. so it's called it's called battle scars and it was just about um again fallacies the misconstruction the, the the lies that the world is giving you i grew up with a lot of like um choppers a lot of you know helicopters over my head a lot of uh sirens you know a yeah. lot of um, um gangster activity so yeah. gangbanging activity. So that's yeah. what the song talks about, battle scars growing okay. up. Especially growing up in South Central LA. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, when I think of LA as a whole, you know, it's just one big fucking battleground period. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure every city like my neighborhood at one point in the 80s was considered the worst neighborhood to live in in LA County. Mm -hmm. After a while, it would be like, you know, Compton or South Central or whatever. Right. So at one point, everybody took that award and I admit that shamefully, but that's just the way it was. It was, yeah. You know, uh, I always like to say that if I survived the uh, crack pandemic and the gang violence in the 80s, I could survive COVID. Right, so. right. No, that's, that's good. Yeah, honestly, growing up, you know, in high school, it was a decision that I had to make, especially being a woman, you know what I mean? Not a lot of women from my area go and have a career and have, right. you know what I mean, a job and, you know, have money. They end up, you know, either with kids, they end up, you know, married to, to a man and they cater just to that man, which nothing mm -hmm. is wrong with that. But I also do want to make sure that women know that there's other options, you know, like girls, there's other options rather than just settling with like, okay, my life is just going to be this. No, go out there and discover, go out there and teach yourself, go learn, stay in school. A lot of people now like to say school no vale nada, schools, you right. know, it's whatever. No, school is, is going to teach you education. How to, education, how to be around these executives, how to talk with the, you know with these executives you know and be understood and not just you know and, and believe me let me just say this amen 100 percent. okay you can't go into a, a record label you can't go into any business and say you know what i'm saying yeah now nah, i mean mm -hmm. you, 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 yeah you, you no, know. of course it's biggest it, pet peeve it, uh, for somebody like me as well you right. know you're not going to be a stependejo yeah, exactly you know, it, i'm sorry you're just not going to get hired bro go back to school you know, exactly. Uh, believe me, I've sat in and a lot of interviews where a lot of dope rappers, but their whole interview was like, no, I'm saying. No, I'm saying. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I don't know what you're saying. Like, you know, but oh, well, Yeah. moving on. You guys had dropped single. How often were you guys dropping single after single after it single? It was probably every like three, four months we were dropping it. Maybe less, maybe three to two months where we were dropping another song. An, okay. another, it, we never really focused on another album. I mean, that was the goal, but it just kept. I'm a perfectionist, and I feel like if I would have sat, I would have sat. I still, I'm sitting on a lot of music as an artist. Like I mentioned earlier, I put music out that you know 
pleases me yeah and i think that's the battle that i fight a lot where it's like i only do it for myself i do it if i want to but then i have to remember there are supporters there are followers that are waiting you know to hear yes. more fallacy music and stuff like that so that's something that i've always battled where i'm sitting on music i'm just sitting on it and i have to just put it out yeah on the first album that you released what is, if anything, the song either that meant to you the most or just your favorite song in general? Is there one? It has to be Love Angel because I had one of my um, close friends come out and sing the, the chorus for me. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, growing up, yeah, I had that that father figure and I had a, uh, my mom and my dad were together but it doesn't happen like that for a lot of people mm -hmm. um in particular my boyfriend you know he doesn't have his parents together and i see how much it's it hurts him and how much you know it kind of made him who he is now right uh not having his parents together so this is why that's my favorite because i'm talking about you know my dad being the father figure and being the man that i you know want to one day marry um you know all his expectations all the expectations i have now is because he's showed me that way he showed me be respected be loved and you know always don't settle for le for less don't settle for anything you can get it you can get it yourself if it's the case if that's the case you know right so i do I, I love love angel but there's other other songs too that are really cool that you okay. need to check out um so you have about if i'm correct about 30 songs total out yes okay mm -hmm. now putting the album aside the rest of those songs which one stands out to you as that's my shit. Um, a lot of people loved Arriba Mi Raza, and I loved it too. I just recently did a song um, that talks about um, the kids in the cages and like um, all the political uh, issues that we're going through mm -hmm. recently with Aria Sol. Shout out to you, my guy. Um, so that's definitely one that I love. Arriba Mi Raza, definitely. A lot of people gravitated to that. And, you know, that's one of my favorites to perform. You know, I, I have a lot of love for it, a lot of a lot of support from it, too. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about that. I know uh, uh, Arriba Mi Raza, is that, okay. I know it's pretty much self-explanatory, uh, pretty much uh, what you're saying is Arriba, like, my people. Yes. That's pretty much what mm -hmm. you're saying. Now, what inspired, what motivated you to, to do that song? And when did it drop? It dropped maybe, um, I'm going to say, three years ago. Uh -huh. And it was inspired by um, the people that I was hanging out. Like, I, the Project Mayhem, um, they kind of just influenced me to rap in Spanish. You okay. know, I've always liked to rap in Spanish, but I've always also gotten, you know, even on the comments, oh, you know, this Chicana rapper, this Chicana rapper. I I don't want to be labeled as a Chicana rapper because I'm not, you know. Um, and it was just inspired by them saying, go out and do it, do it. Uh, you sound amazing. And deep down, I know I sound amazing. I just, something about rapping in Spanish is kind of like, is it going to be a hit? Is it going to be a miss? You know, because you can get a lot of uh, slack, a lot of pushback from your own raza. Absolutely. You know, oh, she doesn't even know how to say this word. You know, all these comments that I had under it. But knowing that it was a dope song. I love it. I love performing. A lot of people love it. Yeah, there are a few people that it's like, oh, okay, no, no la hizo. You know? Right, mm -hmm. right. Well, you're always going to have those 
those cockroaches out there that talk a lot of shit. Uh, and and it's it's sad because they're always out there. Like there, I'm sure there's people out there on the live chat. Much love, much respect to the Rodium Radio Warriors out there. And then there's other people out there that are just fuck this dude, fuck her. She's fucking whack. You know. Yeah. Th that's they get off on that. Right. But now, um, so the song drops. Uh, the response was good. It's for the people. It's for the culture. That's a beautiful. That's, that's a dope thing. Now, um, did you perform that song? And if you did in front of a crowd, what, what was the response that you got? I back? performed it a lot. It was one of my favorite songs to perform. I mean, everybody was just singing the hook with me. They understood, you know, they, they know where I was coming from. You know, I've always done events with a lot of Rasa involved, you know, awesome. and, um, um, Huntington Park and downtown LA and South LA and you know performing it was what made me want to keep going want to like just you know don't stop the Spanish you know right. keep representing for your raza and you know thanks to them to all the supporters and the love that I received is why I'm comfortable spitting in Spanish and comfortable with saying yeah like that's me you know okay now let me let me bring something up that you said that in some people's eyes, it's controversial what you just said. For me, it's not because I understand artists. You said, I don't want to be labeled a Chicana rapper. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of explain that a little bit? Yeah, because I mean, people have this tendency to like put you in a bubble where it's just like, oh, Chicana, Chicana. So then when you pop up with something else, they like get mind blown, like, oh shit, I didn't even know. Yeah, you didn't know because you labeled me this, you put me in this little box where you thought it was only this. No, right. I have so much other to give. I have, you know, um, other music that you would love as well. So give me the opportunity. Don't just box me in. And that's one of the reasons right. why I feel like if once you get labeled as Chicana, you know, you tell your friends, oh, this is a Chicana rap no you know i'm not i have other things as well right makes right. sense yeah see to most people from the outside looking in this is what i've learned in all these years that i've been in the music industry is that when you label yourself well when somebody hears chicano rap here's what the outside looking in thinks Okay, he's he's rapping Orale Cubo, Mija Que Onda. Mm -hmm. That's what they think right away, so they don't even bother listening anymore. Exactly. Uh, there's been rappers that have come here, artists, that have said, I'm a Chicano rapper. And you know what? And I applaud that. If that's what they want, mm -hmm. I applaud that and I wish them the best. Right. There's other Chicanos that have come here and said, look, bro, I'm a Chicano and I rap. I just want to be called an artist. Mm -hmm. and, and I get that and I applaud that as well. Mm -hmm. The sad thing is that there are people that think because they don't want to be labeled Chicano rappers that you're ashamed of who you are. Right, right. And, and it has nothing to do with of that. Of course not. No, you I know? love my culture. I love my traditions. I mean, arriba mi raza to the day that I die. You know, this is awesome. why I do it. I represent. Um, but having said that, I also don't want to miss these opportunities. Yes. Have being labeled and being boxed in as a Chicano rapper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, and like I said, uh, we are directing, I'm directing, and uh, my team, we're filming a Chicano rap documentary because there is a market out there. And my whole thing is that I want to shine light on our people because right now there really isn't no light shined on us because this hip hop industry, and let's be honest, it is predominantly a black industry. Mm -hmm. I respect that. I get that. But at the same time, we are here too, because I like to say, especially here in California, we are hip hop's economy. We support, we buy, we go everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I think it's time that our people get 
our shine. Right. So, right. so I want to shine light on this genre of music because I feel that uh, it's deserving. Of course, it's deserving. So, and, and until I announced it, I'll be real with you. Uh, I'm not going to say that I came up with this wonderful idea, but until we announced that we were coming out with a Chicano rap documentary, nobody was talking about doing a documentary on Chicanos. Right. On Chicano rap, nobody was. I'm sure there's people out there saying. I fucking thought about it when I was taking a crap in my room. Yeah, I get it, but mm -hmm. you didn't go public exactly. with it. Exactly. You know, exactly. so. Okay, so now uh, you mentioned another song that you released where you talk about the children in cages. Right, right. Just recently, maybe um, six months ago, um, Aria Sol reached out to me and said, hey, I think you'd be amazing on this track. We didn't know each other. Um, I listened to the track. He sent it with his um, verse and I fell in love with it. And it's just talking about uh, politics and, you know, children in cages and what are you going to do about it? Uh, how are you going to make a difference? Um, are you going to be quiet or are you going to stand up for the cause? And it was during the marches, you know, recently we had some marches going yeah. down. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very political. I don't like to dab too much into politics. Right, right. It could get super messy. Um, I like to say I'm outspoken, but at the same time, I like to keep my thoughts to myself because not a lot of, a lot of people will agree. And it is what it is you know i like to i like to keep my thoughts to myself but having said that that was an opportunity um to shine light on the issues that were going that we were going through and to let them know that they're not alone and you know there is um there are people being supportive in different different ways many yeah. different ways it was also during the time where i'm not sure if you noticed but like on instagram there were so many videos of of rasa being harassed yes. you know um vendors street vendors being harassed and it, it, for a second i was like well what's going on because all of a sudden it started popping out everywhere you know a video every other day every other day just of somebody getting, getting harassed and um but yeah, so we put this song out. It's been really good. Um, turnaround, and we just recorded the video as well. That one's in the prog process of being released, so I'm excited about that song. Yeah, please, please let us know. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely. even help you promote it on my page or whatever. Let people know that you definitely I appreciate check it out. It. Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, if I'm correct, and um, Hypnotic and my boy Duende just did a song, mm -hmm. and they're addressing those issues. Okay. And I don't want to get the name wrong, so but I think it's something like they don't give a fuck about us or something like that. Uh -huh. So Hypnotic Duende, much love, much respect. If I got the name wrong, please forgive me. But uh, put it in the comments, you know what the name of the song is. But I think he just dropped it yesterday or the day before. Great, great message, uh, and it talks about the paleteros, talks about yeah. the people that were mm -hmm. being uh, harassed or whatnot. So now. Um, you know, growing up, and I'm glad you said it, you said, I don't like to talk too much about politics because believe it or not, in this day and age, talking about politics has, I think families get separated yeah. because of who they voted for. Exactly. I remember growing up and I remember, I think I was in seventh grade and there was a guy named Jimmy Carter. Mm -hmm. He had just became president. You know, of course, we're kids and we're just talking politics in school. And then, and I'm not sure if this is in order, and then Reagan, and then, uh, you know, Bill Clinton, and then George Bush. And But today, if you were a Trump supporter, which I'm not, mm -hmm. if you were a Trump, and you said, I'm voting for Trump, mm -hmm. motherfuckers will go. Yeah, ham on you, yes. for sure. I mean, it's it's a touchy subject. So, yeah, careful where, where you, you know, yeah. put, put all those thoughts in. Uh, I've seen families, okay? because I know these families, they would be separated 
Trump brothers and sisters and the mom and dad and maybe a brother Biden mm-hmm. and they would literally fucking have wars with each other yeah. even to the point where Biden won and now they're no longer talking and I'm thinking is it really that yeah, serious that's crazy but that's why I don't really like to touch too much on that leave it alone yeah and nowadays you say the wrong thing they'll you know crucify you for sure so. <laughs> absolutely okay so now let's talk before um Okay, that video is going to be dropping soon. Anything else coming out that you're working on that your fans can stay tuned for? Uh, um, anything in the There's works? There's still mu- more music coming out, so I'm super excited about sharing more music with everybody. Um, I mean, if it wasn't music, it was definitely hosting. I, I love hosting. Uh, mm-hmm. I do the B-Side show um, every other Monday okay. uh, in with rabbit and shay shout out to you guys love you um and it's pretty cool to have that platform and have people come in and shine light on those as well um i host i before the pandemic i was hosting shows you know i did a sugar-free show which was amazing it was super exciting i did uh, amanda paris which was great um shout out to danny lbc for hooking me up um but yeah if it wasn't music it was hosting and you know i would throw shows myself as well highlighting artists that i felt like hey these need us these artists need a spotlight so um yeah stay tuned for more music i'm not gonna go anywhere uh stay tuned for more shows hopefully after the pandemic i'm ready for it to be over um but if if not music it's also the cannabis industry awesome we're gonna get into that but let's just give this um uh the b-side show a plug because now, for the people that may not know, this is a podcast, correct? Yes, it's a podcast, um, live show, live, live interview show, show with what live time performance. On Mondays? It's uh, from eight to ten, depending on the interviews. Um, it was nine p.m. We just went to eight p.m. Monday nights. You can check us out on um, Instagram, YouTube, any streaming platform, and you know we just highlight artists. They they, they have something to share, and we like to provide that spotlight. That's for awesome, them. and and I'm glad you shared that because one thing that we preach around here is that there's enough money there's enough shine there's enough light to go around for everyone Mm -hmm. nobody has to hate on anyone exactly if you if you spread love you know what it's going to come back right so um with that being said share with everyone exactly what you do where you work at let's give that a plug yeah so i work at dr green thumb silmar i love my silmar family i've been there for about two years now Mm -hmm. um i mean i'm running the show all the operations um it's it's very it's a very male um, dominated industry but having said that i am very proud of myself uh to be able to just you know be a woman in the industry um have open opportunities and doors for other women that you know um might be a little scared because i remember when i first started in the cannabis industry 10 years ago it was there wasn't room for women. It was, you know, all males, all males ran it, you know, even in the block, black market, you know, it was hard to be a woman in the industry. Nowadays, things are different. I'm super proud of myself and I'm just opening doors for anybody that feels that they have something to provide, you know, in the cannabis industry, whether it's medicinal 
are recreational. You know, we mm -hmm. do have um, medicinal products that can that benefit anybody that has, you know, pain, uh, problems sleeping, sore joints, or, you know, that's been on medication. Some of my patients, uh, you know, they come and tell me, oh, I've been on pills for the past 20 years. You know, give me something that'll just kind of steer me away from the pills. And we do find things that'll help that patient in particular. Awesome, awesome. So now, uh, because I don't get high, and even though I went to uh, Dr. Greentown's podcast and I got high off, <laughs> off the contact, and I had a great fucking time. Much love, much respect to Be Real. He made those Dr. Rita's. I was fucked up when I drank those. And, uh, you know, him, Bobo, and mm -hmm. E-Zone, much love to you guys. And uh, what's my brother's name, the one that sits right here uh, on the podcast? God, I forgot his name. But uh, if I remember, I'll give you a shout out. But it was B. E-Zone, Bobo, and then the guy, they'll sit right here. Mm -hmm. I forgot his name. Um, so now, I was, they were just... Blowing, blowing, blowing. And I was like, I wait. <laughs> you know, but I had such a fucking great time there, so... You don't smoke for whatever, like, you just don't, I, I you just don't, don't like, like it. it. Yeah. I just, it's just never been my thing, you know. You know what I used to like? Remember those back in the day, you used to buy those pack of cigarettes, and it don't chicle you, you blow the fucking... <laughs> That's as far as I go. That's as far as I go. So now, let me ask you this. Um... Because I don't go into these places. What can people find? Do you, do you guys have like candy? Like We have everything. We have candy. We have chocolate. We have gummies. Somebody that doesn't uh, can't take too much sugar. We have tinctures, which is like a little dropper under your tongue. Um, we have drinks. There's a drink called Habit. It's one of my favorite drinks. It's 100 milligrams. Everything caps at 100 milligrams. Uh -huh. Unless, you know, the black market shoots you 1,000 milligrams. Jesus, please be safe. <laughs> I've had those. Not a great experience. I stick to no more than 50 to 60 milligrams myself um i mean i've it's helped me sleep i mean i'm on caffeine all day every day it's helped me calm my body down um if you're in the gym 24 7 uh -huh. helps you with sore joints we have pomadas or like bombs that you can use if you uh if you have anything that's um has inflammation or things like that so we have a little bit of everything for a lot of people uh, especially cancer patients we do have a lot of patients that come in and said hey my son uh, has been taking this medication i want to get him off of it do you have anything that can help we can definitely you know it just depends on the person and their wow. experience we talk about it and try to give you the best um for you awesome awesome uh um i went i was in arizona about two years ago and i went to this one place i think i think it's called the mint I think it's what it's called. This was like a big ass CVS looking mm -hmm. dispensary. Mm -hmm. I walked in there and then you know how in Costco they have like the deli in the back? Yeah. They were making hamburgers, pizza, like, with all of this like weed stuff. I don't yeah. know what the proper name is. Oh yeah, it has this, it has this, it has this. And I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, if you dose it correctly, you can have a nice, you know, meal with cannabis, in infused cannabis meal and have a great time. You, not Nothing heavy. You can even do it just CBD. CBD is going to be for more of the um, medicinal benefits okay. like inflammation, pain, overall wellness. So, you know, it just depends on what you, what you ask for. You can do okay. a ratio between like CBD and THC one to one for somebody that doesn't smoke a lot and kind of just wants a head change mm -hmm. things like that awesome 
Okay, we come to the end of our interview. Is there anything I didn't ask you or anything you want to promote? And if not, you can give your shout outs. Um, definitely stay tuned. Um, follow me, watch me, uh, check out my YouTube um, videos. Fallacy everywhere. You can check me out. P-H-A-L-A-S-E-E. Shout out to you, Tony, for having Thank me. You. Thank you so much. I hope this is not the last time. No, I'm ready not. to be back. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, stay tuned. Thank you so much. Uh, your Instagram has been popping up and we'll also put it on the description. So whenever somebody views it, they can just click on the description take it directly yes to show me some love shout yes. out to the b-side show shout out to all my supporters project mayhem muchas gracias it's not the last of me stay tuned awesome uh thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you hang out with you uh we're gonna take a 10 minute break but before we do the duchess just walked in the building yes awesome. okay everybody right. 10 minutes don't fuck around come back Call somebody, text somebody, slap the shit out of somebody, let them know that fallacies in the motherfucking building. We'll be back, Ulettos. Welcome back, everyone, to Rodian Radio episode 121. It feels kind of weird saying that, like 121. Uh, but anyways, uh, before I introduce my next dope special guest, uh, buy an ad. You will not regret it. Buy yourself an ad. Go to Dr. Mixery forward slash ads. Buy a uh, one-minute ad. Uh, you could buy one episode. You could buy two weeks of a ep uh, for a an episode. You could buy a month worth of episodes. One month is eight episodes, and our page gets so much traffic. Uh, and I'm thankful because it's because of you guys, the subscribers, you guys that are commenting, you guys that like the live chat. You know that shit is dope. Keep it up. But our page uh, monthly gets about a half a million views, and each interview average is about 10k so get yourself an ad if you're selling merch if you're if you have a business if you have a fucking restaurant whatever you know buy yourself an ad you will not regret it it goes off for one minute it could be a slideshow it could be a picture or it could be actual video the only thing that we ask is no music so get at us let us know if you're interested well we will make it happen so far it's been nothing but great great feedback from those that have purchased ads they said that their business has slowly been picking up sucks that we're going through covid but we're making it happen so uh other than that uh once again documentary.com if you guys want to uh buy the hard copies you guys want to buy merch hats beanies whatever anyways without further ado please allow me to introduce this super super dope another super dope female that we have in the motherfucking building the duchess Yo, what's good? What's good, everybody? <laughs> okay, don't get nervous on me, all right? Okay. <laughs> now, you know what? Before we get started, I'm looking at Blackberry. What, what exactly is that? Introduce uh, us. This is 211 Blackberry, everybody. This is my favorite drink. Um, <laughs> actually, all my friends know I drink this. This is my drink, and they call it Purple Tongue. Purple Tongue. Well, it's because every time I drink it, I'm over there being loud, rowdy, whatever, and purple tongue you know <laughs> so is there like a hood drink is that what it is? <laughs> i mean i guess <laughs> I, I i because you know you brought me one so my next break i'll drink it but i've never had it mm, it's malt liquor of course um i used to drink king cobras but then king cobra guy i too. advanced to the 211s i guess if you could say <laughs> okay in the 80s i was a king cobra guy uh -huh. and of course i tried the mickey's the, the old english but old english was like i i just was not a, ever an old english fan but all good if you're an old English fan. Now, um, your weekend, let's go back to Christmas. I think Christmas Day was Friday, correct? Right. Okay. Oh. 
How was your Christmas? How did you spend it? I was with my family, basically my brother, my sister-in-law, my kids, my two kids, um, and kids' father. So mm -hmm. we're having Christmas, you know, just dinner, cooking. What, what, what did the dinner look like? Like what was on? Because for me, pozole <laughs> and tamales. Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, my sister-in-law is Salvadorian, so she brought tamales. Oh, my God, bomb. Bomb. They were bomb. To me, they were bomb. You get me? Because I've never really tried Salvadorian tamales, but when I ate them, I was like, oh. Can, can you kind of like give us a picture because my, well uh, to be honest with you um <laughs> i don't really know what was in it i was asking her questions but at the same time cooking you get me so okay so you were just i like, was just grubbing eat, cooking grubbing cooking <laughs> now, it, it, is it really much of a difference than from Mexican honestly tamales? yes it, it's uh, to me it was more, like more moist you get me like oh, okay. i don't know it was just really good i don't know awesome awesome because fallacy was telling me that her mom if i'm correct i don't want to get it wrong is Guatemalan and her dad is Mexican. Uh -huh. Oh, I was listening. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my whole thing, she said that she likes uh, Guatemalan tamales. Okay. And she also loves Mexican tamales. And I asked her a question. What would you rather choose if you had to? So I'm going to ask you a question. Mexican tamales or Salvadorian tamales if you had to choose? I would say Salvadorian just because I've never had them. And it was just really delicious. Something new. You get me? I mean, I've had Mexican tamales my whole life you get me right right so right. it's like it was just something different like they put i think they put a lot of stuff in it like okay. you know so it was just good to me <laughs> <laughs> that's dope yeah now um are you a pozole and menudo oh we had pozole también <laughs> okay you have to choose one pozole or menudo uh, huh i'll say pozole same here yeah same here now do you like chicken pozole yes i do but we had pork you know so yeah i, I like i like pork too mm -hmm. but i the, the only time I have chicken is when it's the green pozole. That's, I love green, like yeah. green pozole. <laughs> okay. That's the one I did have. Okay, now I'm going to ask you another a tamal question. Okay. Red or green tamales? Uh, both. Either or. So you got to choose okay, one. Okay, fine. Green. <laughs> I'll go with green. <laughs> both. <laughs> same, same, same I'm not really picky with food. Like, I just love eating. Really? You get me? Like, I'm not picky at all. She like, said, I love eating. I love eating. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. Okay. Um, <laughs> you got any plans for new year's uh, um, obviously we can't go any fucking way that's what i was kind of like telling my brother because normally it's just like me and my brother making plans so we could go hang out do something with the right. kids you know but uh we're trying to get a cabin there ain't no snow up there right now like oh, yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah 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 it just you know i know it, it, it sucks what, what what is one thing that you miss doing that you cannot do i know there's a lot but if there's maybe one thing that you miss doing that you cannot do due to this pandemic, what would that be? Doing shows. Like, that's one of the things that I'm I was kind of getting a little rusty on it now. You get me? Like, it's like if you don't do it consistently, it's, you kind of lose it, I guess. Yes, you know? I believe that. Yeah. So it's like I'm trying to do whatever I can to just do shows, you know? Wow. And um, I don't know. It's just I miss the feeling of being on stage, on spitting, you know, like yeah. um, knowing my words. You get me? Yeah. Like the last show I did in Venice, I was kind of like off. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Venice and um, we we're on the, you know, on the strip right there. But uh, I don't know. It's just I, I kind of lost, like, you know, right? Okay. I lost it. If you don't like they say, you know, use it, you lose it. <laughs> that, that, that is very, very yeah. true. Uh, now, um, as far as like sports so, like again i always like to say sundays i'm a sports guy i like to watch football i'm a big football guy cowboys all day <laughs> i already cowboys. seen all your cowboys get up i was like yep cowboys all day cowboys. okay um 
basketball team do you, if you have one? Okay, so I used to be so into the Lakers. Okay. Growing up, you know, when George Fisher, Kobe Bryant, um, I used to play basketball, okay? So oh, okay. I learned how to throw <laughs> three-pointers just because of George Fisher because, you know, straight threes all the dang right, time. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so um, I just got into basketball when I was little, you know, elementary. Uh, that was one of my, like, favorite sports to play. But okay. I play every sport. You get me? Like, I try to. I'm never on a team, though. Oh. But just... <laughs> you just you yeah, know. just do it. Yeah, but... um. Yeah, basketball was my favorite. So Lakers was my team, you know. Now but, you say was. Um, I say was because I'm not into it no more. Like I guess okay. as you get older, priorities yeah. were right. busy. You get me? Baseball team, if you have one. I'm gonna be honest with you. Watching it is so boring to me sometimes. It's really slow. Like it's it's slow. You get me? Yes. But um, Dodgers, of course. But I watch it more because of my son. My son, he's uh, in, he used to play baseball when we were allowed to play, you know? <laughs> right, right, when we were allowed. Right, but um, I guess, yeah, Dodgers. Okay, boxing or what do they call it, MMA, Brian? Is that what it is? MMA? Um, Any of them? Not really, no. Nope. I'm not No, I don't know why. It's just, uh, I guess I get bored. I don't know. I'm just more of a outdoorsy type of person. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'd rather watch it live, I guess. Not, not on TV, you know? I don't okay. know. Okay, did your kids get a lot of gifts? Um, yeah, my son actually enjoyed it. He asked for everything, so he knew what he was getting. Like, okay, okay, so <laughs> I don't no do that thing where there's no surprise or, you know, like, he just, he gives me a list. He tells me how much it is, and that's what he does damn, every year. Damn. Every okay. year. Mm -hmm. He's like, Mom, it costs this much. I was like, okay, all right, that's it. My daughter, she's uh, two, <laughs> oh. so she, I, she doesn't ask for anything, you know? Okay. <laughs> Growing up, like I asked Fallacy, what was your favorite gift, if you got any? Uh, uh, what was one of the one most memorable Christmases where you got something that you? I do have a funny story. <laughs> um, it was a scooter with me and my brother got both scooters, you know. Mm -hmm. But mine was like a spaceship one, and his was red, you know, a like a silver and red, right? Okay. But he was making fun of me, like he would like clown on me, like, "Oh, you got a spaceship, blah 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 blah," you know. So I'll be like, "Man, I don't like it no more." You get me? <laughs> right, 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 right. But I ended up loving it because my favorite color was blue, spaceship, you know, stars on it, and you know, I just I loved it, but. Because of my brother, I was just like, I don't know if this is cool or not. You get me? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Growing up, your favorite holiday? Halloween still is. <laughs> Halloween. I'm a big time Halloween guy. Yeah, me too. See, for me, September and October, it's Halloween. Yes. Nightmare like before Christmas. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, yeah, I like Christmas, family time. I like Thanksgiving and all that. I mean, I love all of them, but Halloween is the one for me. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, me and the kids always have a good time, you know? Where... Uh, originally, uh, like, did you grow up at? Like, where are you from? Tahunga, California. I don't know if anybody knows where that is because it's like a little city before you get to the valley. You get me? Like, okay. it's its its own valley. That's how I consider it. Okay. Tahunga, California. So. Tahunga. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I just make sure I pronounce that right. Southern Tahunga, yeah. Okay. And uh, did you grow up there pretty much? Pretty much, yeah. Elementary, middle school, and high school? Uh, Pinewood, Mount Gleason, then Valley High. So, valley High. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much those three schools that I went to. <laughs> now, were you a smart girl in school? I used to get A's in history. Mm -hmm. I, I loved history. Like, that was my favorite subject. Um, I wasn't really good at math. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are good at math, but it's like history, English, PE, of course. I used to, of course, who didn't know it? <laughs> um, science, I loved science as well. Um, 
Yeah. Did they used to in high school or in junior? Or, well, I don't know if it was junior high back then for you, middle school. Did they used to make you guys run the mile? Yes. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I would do it, but dang, yeah, of course, you're going to be out of, you know? Okay, breath. and don't lie. What was your fastest mile? I don't really remember, but I actually was in a track team, uh, Griffith Park. Okay. They used to do the, you know, the right, right. 5K, I think it was 5K. I, I, was, I, I believe so. I, out of breath. And I, I don't know what place I was in. I was just glad I made it. I was like, <laughs> you get me? That was in middle school, though. And, um, yeah, it was a good experience, something different, but tiring, okay? I was like, that made me see, okay, maybe I'm unhealthy. I don't know. <laughs> No, okay, <laughs> okay. Growing up, uh, if I'm correct, uh -huh. in a Mexican home. Yes. Okay. What type of music did your mother and your father play as you were a kid growing up? Los Bukis, uh, Los Angeles Azules, um, Cumbia, Sonora Dinamita. <laughs> How can I forget that one? That was like my favorite because I still bump into this day. I, I, I love Sonora uh, Dinamita. Know? Yeah. Um, she introduced me to a lot of music. My mother. Okay. So. Just her cleaning, of course, and um, I still bump to this day. You get me? Like all okay. the other music that she used to play, um, yeah. rock in Espanol, Mana. Mana's dope. Yeah, I love Mana. So. Really, really, really mm -hmm. dope uh, uh, group. I think it was her, uh, that album. What's it called? Sueños Liquidos, I think. Uh, that was. Oh, that one. was a good one. I think it's the, that's the La Sirena. Oh, La Sirena's the second one, huh? Or... I, I think it had a Sirena in, on the cover. I'm not sure. But... I thought it was called a Sirena or something like that. Or maybe it's, I don't know. Probably, don't really know. but they're a dope fucking group. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, growing up, I know you, you said already you played sports or where you were in a track team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you play any instruments growing up? Um, keyboard, I used to, well, self-taught, okay? Okay. Um, guitar, I try to pick up here and there. I love instruments, if any kind, actually. Uh, violin, I try to play a little bit. <laughs> what happened with that? Um, well, it's because, uh, I don't have a violin for one. <laughs> but, um, just growing up, I never had the, you know, the luxuries of it, I okay. guess. But, um, I do have a funny story about the keyboard. Um, my sister, my... Like, okay, I guess her old boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I was four, by the way. Okay. Four years old. And um, I just remember always hearing the song Lean On Me in the car. You know, we're driving far. Yeah. Mom, you know, and then brother and sister, whoever's in the car. We're listening to music and then Lean On Me. I was four years old, okay? Um, one time I was at my sister's boyfriend's house. We were there. And she was making out with her boyfriend on the bed, whatever, you know. And <laughs> you were spying. Thing, not paying attention. Oh, no, I wasn't spying. I was paying attention to everything around the room. You get me? <laughs> and he had all these instruments, okay? So he had keyboard, drums, guitars. He had everything. So me, no, Z me, little kid, you know, going up to the keyboard. I started playing it. I started playing with it, messing around with it. So I started playing Lean On Me, but by ear. Oh, At okay. four years old. Yeah. My sister's boyfriend literally stopped making out with her, put his finger on her face like, did you hear that? So he comes up to me and he's like, play that again. So I'm playing it. As I'm playing it, he's playing the major chords. Oh, wow. So that motivated right then and there, I knew I wanted to do music. So really? that's the story with that. You get me? And how old were you again? Four. I was four years old. Four, wow. That's, that, that's an interesting story. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I know I shared this in times past, but I'm going to share it again because it kind of goes along with what you're saying. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I encourage people to watch the Quincy Jones documentary. Probably one of my favorite documentaries when it comes to musicians. Okay. okay. I, I believe he said he was 11 years old and he was just walking in the streets of Chicago, I guess. He kind of, they kind of showed a picture of where he was walking through. Right. And he said he found a warehouse and 
nobody was in there. It was like, I guess, old rundown warehouse. He said he walked in there and he found the piano and he said, and the rest is history. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, and it's just to this day, I just always remember him. His name was Javi. You uh -huh. get me? And it's just weird because everything happened at four years old for me. I even remember this um, Obey Your Thirst commercial. Okay. I don't know if you remember the Sprite commercials back then. Yeah. Okay. So it was P-Rock, Seal Smooth. You get me? Yeah. And um, Grand Puba. I think yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I just remember his verse because it was the last verse. Okay. Okay. And I just remember... Um, I palm my man with the right hand and I hold my spot with the left hand and I push the button when I don't want to hear nothing. I let it go when I want to hear something. And then from there, I think I said something different rather than what he said. Oh, and my brother was like, what? I, I would say first comes first and first comes my third. And my brother would start laughing. He's like, that's not what it says, but that shit sounds dope too. You get me? And that was at four? <laughs> yes. At four years old. I remember the commercial came out in 94, right? Like I, I believe so. I was four years old. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, and I remember it from this day, and I was like, he would like give me my props, and he's like, damn, what the hell? Like, you know, how do you remember? He goes, but that sounds dope. It doesn't say that, but it sounds dope. <laughs> okay, so is it safe to say that at four years old, is you pretty much listening to that commercial that you got introduced to hip hop? I would say yes. A lot of music at four years old because of my older brothers and sisters. I was always around them. You get me? Okay. What, what, what were they bumping at that time, if you well, can remember? Well, oldies mostly. Oldies. But um, it was my brother, Louis Lou, who introduced me later down the road to, to hip-hop. Like, you know? Okay. Um, I would just hear my mom's music. My sister would be uh, like lighter shade of brown. Okay. Like, you know, music like that. And then, um, but it was mostly oldies. Like, I would just remember oldies, but as I was getting older, I would hear everything my brother was bumping. He was more into the, like the East Coast rapping, you know? Okay. So he motivated me a lot too, because okay. he's the one who was teaching me what, what to do, what, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hip hop, so he was teaching me. Okay. Now, you said that he listened or um, you were listening to a lot of East Coast, if I'm correct? Yes. Okay. Are you a fan of East Coast hip hop music? Well, that's where everything started, you know? So Absolutely. of course I'm gonna be a fan. Um, I'm a hardcore fan of them because it's like that's where everything started and West Coast is like we did it too but we're we're trying to make our own sound you get me to me yeah. we have our own sound but music wise I feel like it all started over there like on the East Coast I was more motivated with East Coast yeah because um, like you like everybody says all labeled being labeled as Chicano rap you get me right because we're from the West Coast, I guess. I don't know. Um, right. But I just want to say that's where I got it from, I guess. I guess I got more skills listening to East Coast, but I'm from yeah. the West, you get me? So I just want to be like them, I guess. Yeah. To and, show that we can. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, yeah. and there ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I remember mm -hmm. when I went out there like two years ago, it was the last time I was out there. And my friend, much love, much respect to my boy, DJ Toro. Mm -hmm. I stayed with him. Uh, he lives in uh, Harlem. And oh. he took me to uh, DJ Cool Herc's uh, when he had their, their first hip hop party, I want to say 1973, if I'm correct. Oh, wow. And uh, he took me to the building. I shot a video. I took pictures and everything. Because mm -hmm. to me, when if that was considered and and uh, and also by the by the New York Times, uh, they've also said that that's where they considered the birthplace of hip hop. Yes, yes. Okay? You got to respect that no matter you what. You have that. to respect that. So if everything came from there and ended up trickling all the way over here mm -hmm. we got to always get show love to the originators exactly you know? mm -hmm. and uh, so now 
Let's start there. I always like to ask this because it teaches me a lot and it teaches the audience a lot about you as an artist. Okay. Top five either artists or top five albums from the East Coast. At um, any time. It, it could be any time. Nas. I love Nas because my brother showed me a lot of Nas. Um, Biggie, of course. Lauren Hill. Love Lauren her. Hill's I love dope. her. Like, she's brought me out of so many heartbreaks, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. You get me? Like, just whatever I was going through, she made me feel better. You get me? Yeah. Um, who else? Method Mad, I love Meth. Um, <laughs> who else? Who else? Who else? Mm, yeah, there's a lot, but oh, Ghostface Killer, he's dope. He's dope. Yeah. Um, there's Mob Deep. Oh, I love Mob Deep. <laughs> I gotta give it up to Mob Deep for real. There's a lot. There's a lot of artists though. Like to this day, I still like Joel Ortiz too. There's a lot. There's too many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you give us a, a good picture. Yeah. Of, of who you like now west coast okay so tupac being a, like to me it was poetry oh, right so when i started in elementary that's what i would write poetry i okay. consider that poetry more than lyrics yeah because when you try to put it on a beat it's like it doesn't go there or it does not right i gotta cut some words off or you get right, me right um so i would write in elementary and i would see like oh tupac was my west coast motivator i, I want to say that you get me um Tupac, who else? Warren G, Dr. Dre, of course. How can you forget? You get me? Um, who else? Oh, MC8. I love MC8, you know? Fucked up childhood is why the way I, I love him. Love him to this day. Um, who else? Dang, there's so many. There's so many to name. Uh, there's basically Tupac, honestly. That's okay. where I started, you know? Okay. Tupac released All Eyes on Me, double CD. Biggie released Life After Death double CD. Ooh. You gotta choose. <laughs> oh man, why you do that? <laughs> um, Dane. Okay. Um, I'm gonna have, uh, I'm gonna have to go with Biggie, man, because uh, yeah, hey, I'm gonna have to go with Biggie. You're going against the grain because not too I many am. people say that. People I, I say, gotta go with Biggie. I'm sorry. You know, all you guys are gonna hate me for that, but Biggie, straight up. Biggie's dope. I can't, we yeah. can't never take nothing away from he's him. He's a lyricist. You gotta understand yeah. it. Like he's all about his lyrics. You know, um, Tupac. I felt like he was more poetry, more you know like it's like gangster rap you get me but right, like right. you get me yeah okay if you had to favorite biggie song if there's one. Oh, come on <laughs> let me see um juicy i love juicy that was a good one you know which is mine give me the loot give me the loot oh, give me the loot give me the that was a good one <laughs> man i'd be bumping the hell out of that party shit. <laughs> favorite tupac song mm, let me see Ooh, that was hard actually. He had a lot of songs, mm -hmm. a lot of songs. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Changes, maybe. Changes, okay. Changes is a good one. Mine, uh, So Many Tears, mm -hmm. but my favorite club banger from him is How Do You Want It? How Do You Want It? Yeah. Right there, right there, right there. <laughs> I mean, I gotta give it up to both artists. You get me? They did their thing. They're still talking about them even after they're yes. gone. Legends, you get me? May they rest legends. in peace because, yeah. you know what? Um, and here's what breaks my heart, okay? My my son is 29, okay? Tupac was 25, and uh, Biggie was 24. Young, young. You know, and, and my son has outlived them. Sad to say, obviously my son was not a rapper, but my point is this, that those guys not only were mature and beyond their years when it came to their lyrical skills, but they died so young, man. And those men were somebody's kids yeah you know yeah and, and even to this day it still breaks my heart because you know 
But let me go back a little further because I knew Easy E. Uh, um, I, I did mixtapes with Easy E, and he also died very, very young. Mm -hmm. You know, the crazy part is if you look at their lives, Easy E died the following year. Uh, Pac uh, uh, died the following year. Big three back to back. What do they say about that? Is like um. I guess you lose three great ones yeah. back to back. It's it, it always happens like that. You get me? Like you lose one person, mm -hmm. bam, another one, bam. It's it's just three. Yeah. They always come in threes. I don't know why. It's now, just now. Let me ask you this: Within the last ten years, mm -hmm. let's look at just look at West Coast. Within the last okay. ten years, do we have a Easy E, a, a a Biggie, or a Tupac? Never. No. Nobody can be like another artist. I this. I feel everybody has their own sound. Like me, I try to have my own sound as well. I don't try to sound like the next person. Right. I'm not trying to be cliche with what I say. I'm always trying to say something different, something new, um, new style, whatever, you know, but I don't think there will ever be another artist such as the ones that passed away, you get me? Like right. never. Right. No matter how hard they try, not even if they make a clone. <laughs> you get right, me? right. Very true. So now around what age would you say because I know you say you were kind of freestyling those commercials, but at, at what age would you say you actually started taking rap serious? Like, I think I'm gonna try this because I, I could pretty good, I, I could improvise whenever I hear a song and I could add my own lyrics. At what point did, did was there somebody that motivated you, encouraged you, said, girl, maybe you ought to try that? I've always wrote, like I've, I was always writing, but um, the thing is after time you lose things, you get me? Yeah. Like, especially if you move or, you know, but, since elementary, I was writing, fourth grade. I always remember that because I used to always read it out loud to my class, you know? Like really? I would I would share my thoughts, I would share whatever I was writing. Mm -hmm. And then um, I actually had a teacher who was uh, very motivated, like she motivated me a lot as well, Miss Coulter. I remember who she is because she came out in a movie, The Wizard of Oz, I guess she said. She was the second double to the, um, one of the witches under the houses. Like, like the real witch? Like, yeah, but she was the, the double. She wasn't right. the main one, she was just right. under the house. You but, get me? She, but she was in the original Wizard of Oz. Yes. Wow. Miss Culture. I remember her. But, That's still um, a dope-ass movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> but um, she also motivated me. She was the one pushing me like, oh, you should write more. Yes, I love it. And she goes, yes, yes. Like She would like snap right. to whatever I would say, and she'll keep me on tempo. You get me? Like a metronome almost. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. So I, I was like, wow, okay, cool. I guess I had a lot of people like to push me. Yeah. And motivated me. Yeah. Like, I didn't notice that until I guess I realized it now, wow. I guess. But I've always had somebody telling me, hey, you're good. Hey, do something with that. Don't waste time. You know, just right. write, keep writing, perfect it. And yeah, I guess, dang, I always had somebody behind me telling me. Um, but yeah, I would always write elementary. Middle school, I would write in my binary reminders instead of writing whatever was on the, <laughs> on the, on the board. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Agenda, you know. And then I would also doodle a lot. Like, whatever I was rapping about, I'll doodle on the side. It, okay. it was just something different, weird for me. Um, now, now, now let me, when you were doing all this, was there mm. other females doing it with, like, your homegirls? No. So you no. were pretty much, like, if you will, the the only female, I guess? Doing I was a loner. I was a loner okay. in school. I was not, like, everybody else, but... It's weird because I would always hop from group to group all over my school. So I, I would get along with everybody, but okay. I was a loner. Um, okay. Most of the time I was just like, I was so bored and it was just weird for me because I would jump from people, like groups. It could be the jocks, it could be like the punks, the whatever. I would jump 
group to group, yeah, yeah. group to group. But everybody knew me. I was always smiling. I was always saying hi to everybody. You know, did I share my my rhymes with anybody? Like, no, I wouldn't say no. I would say no. It was to myself until like maybe I was 13. That's when I would show my closest friends from the block. You get me? And they'd be like, oh my God, if I made them cry or give them chills, I was like, dude, I have something. You got something. I yeah. have something there. And it has to be something because it's like, dude, if you can make someone cry, get chills, you know, <laughs> it's just, it means something. It has to mean something. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Before we go to break, mm -hmm. when was the first time that you actually said, I'm going to record myself over a beat? Ooh, that one's, uh, I think it was uh, eight years ago. Really? Literally eight, eight years ago. Well, okay, why that long? Now I'm tripping. Like because honestly, I didn't have the necessities. I guess the, I didn't have the luxuries. The necess, you know. Okay. It's just um, hmm. I guess um, I didn't know how to go about it. You get me? Okay. Until I started actually interacting, mm -hmm. I, I made a Facebook. You know. <laughs> okay. It was the whole live things. I guess you know the okay. internet. Um, I wasn't into it back then. I was never in there. I was like I told you, I was always outside playing, whatever you know. Right, right. Sports. Um, I was never at home. I was never home. I was always out. Okay, so eight years ago. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go ahead and press pause right there. Okay. We're gonna come back after break and pick up from eight years ago. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> okay, everybody. Uh, once again, uh, go get you some Modelo. Go warm up your top ramen. Come right back. Ten minutes. Don't fuck around. Call somebody. Text somebody. Slap the shit out of somebody. Let them know that the Duchess is in the motherfucking building. Whoop. We'll be back. Don't fuck around. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Rodeo Radio, episode 121. And I'm having such a fucking dope-ass time tonight with my special dope guest, the Duchess. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> okay, so before we left, well, no, no. I got to introduce, let's introduce, what was it that you bought me and that you brought for me to drink? Still reserved 211. Still Malt reserved liquor. 211. Now, somebody told me this tastes like unleaded. Is that true? <laughs> It tastes what, whatever taste you want it to taste like. Okay. No, okay I'm going to open this. Live on Rolling Radio. First time I'm trying this. First time, guys. So let's see. Eh. Tastes like unleaded. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> he didn't make a face expression, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> no, it actually tastes like malt liquor. So okay. It is malt mm -hmm. liquor. So, mm -hmm. okay. Um, <clears throat> we were talking about... You, your first um, eight years In ago. Eight years, uh huh. Recording. Yes. How did that come about? Uh, did you look for a producer? Uh, was there somebody down the street with a laptop, a studio? How did that come about when you did your first recording? Okay, so, well, I actually, okay, like I said, I made a Facebook. I got in contact with a bunch of old friends. They seen, um, okay, see, back then I put like a, a weird name, like D. I put like D instead of my real name. Okay. You know, my name is Giovanna. But, um, Nobody could find me that way. But for some strange reason, since I put the area I was living in, everybody started popping up from like middle school, you get me? And I would add them or whatever. And um, it was actually uh, Abir Macias, shout out to you, man. Um, he makes beats now. And I didn't even know that because we lost contact. I lost contact from everybody from middle school because I was being a little traviesa, whatever yeah. you want to, you know? Um, hoodlum, if you will. <laughs> but... <laughs> Hey, at least okay. you're honest. <laughs> I am honest, man. So I was I was messing up, you get me? But um, so I guess my fellow classmates went a certain way. I went the other, you get me? So, right, right, right. <laughs> so um, yeah, I lost contact with a lot of people. And for some strange reason, they either either thought I was dead or 
missing or I don't know, but um, I was, I was just doing bad, you get me? Right. But I got in contact with him and he shot me a beat, you know, which I thought it was dope. I worked on it and then at the time I had to buy everything for me, like myself, like right, right. I bought the CPU, I bought the, you know, the headphones, the freaking headphones. the mic. The, Whatever you needed. Yeah. yeah, okay, so everything for a little studio at home. So YouTube videos, of course, they help a lot. You know, I'm a fast learner. So with that being said, I was recording at home. And I did that for a good a good while, you get me? I, I did it for a good time, amount of time. And for the music that I was putting out, I was getting a lot of good reactions. Okay, let's start right there. Okay. Did this person know you were rapping when he shot you the beat? The thing is, I was rapping in middle school, elementary. So a lot of people were like, oh, you know, that's the the tomboy, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> like, right, right. that's the, oh, that she raps, blah, blah, blah. You know, like, of okay. course, everybody talks. Every Everybody talks, you get me? Whether it be true, not, whatever, but <laughs> keep talking. Okay, so, <laughs> you so, get me? So this guy somewhat knew your history already. Yes. So he okay. just threw it at you. Right, okay. okay, so, and I was putting it more out there on Facebook because I would write, like, my verses or, you know? Right. And then I, I put it out there like, oh, I want to start working on music. I want to do this. I want to do that, you know? And then we linked up. He shot me beats, and that's where it started. Okay, so he shot you a beat. Mm -hmm. Did you record this at home? Yes. Okay, now, you grab the mic, you play the beat, you start rapping your, your verse. Mm -hmm. You play it back. You listen to yourself. What do you think? You like it or not? I like it. Of course, we're, we're all like our worst critics. We yes. are all our worst critics okay we always think oh they're not gonna like it oh you know i sound like this or i sound like that i want to sound like this you know what I mean like it's it's just really hard for somebody to like their own things right you right. know um but i'm not gonna lie when i feel it i feel it i'm like okay you know what if i give myself chills okay, okay. and that's what i mean like if i'm spitting it and i'm spitting real stuff if I give myself chills, I'm like, okay, you know what? You're doing something good. Like you're feeling it. Right, yes, and I'm okay. feeling myself, you know? <laughs> so okay. I think, yeah. Okay, so now, who taught you about bars? It's weird to say, but I learned as I was going, okay? Really? Okay. Because you have to understand when you have an ear for music, you hear where the chorus starts, the 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 bridge. Right, you right. hear you hear things. You get me? Like it's it's okay. I don't know if you guys are watching the new Selena um, series. Right. How I this I like that by the way. I do like it because it's like it gives more details and and okay. more of the history of them. You mm -hmm. get me? Um, but the dad was saying, "Do you hear the music?" And maybe it's different for musicians to watch this series. You get me? Right, right. Because it's like, dang, you feel everything. Like you get me? Like even from from the fans. From the little girls going up to Selena, you know, like it's right. just it's amazing. You get me? Um, but the dad was saying, "Oh, do you hear this? Or you know, do you hear the drums? Do you hear the guitar? Do you hear you know?" And it comes yeah. as one. Right. I I understand that. I feel it. You get me? But you also know as a artist where everything goes. Right. Like a Tetris, put the pieces together. You get me? And I didn't know about bars until later down the road right. but i was always doing it right for some reason because i had that ear yeah you mm -hmm. have to, you have to have that ear and mm -hmm. one thing that uh people that don't rap or that don't know music mm -hmm. music when i first learned it i found out that it was all math for who, an example who would have thought because i was bad at math <laughs> same here one bar one two right three four. Oh yes and i Cadence. remember yeah. yes and i remember my boy jinx taught me a four bar loop because huh. I sampled a loop 
He goes, oh, that's a four bar loop. And I said, what's what's that? I think I was like 19 years old. Okay. And so he counted for me. One, two, three, four, two, two, three, four, three, two, three, four, four, two, three, four. That's another thing. I was also in drill team. Uh-huh. So in drill team, they do this um, five, six, seven, eight. Rhythm. Anything. Anything with the uh, song, a beat, or, or just, just cadence. You get me? Like, right, right. It just, to me, it teaches you. It, yeah. Whether you learn it in a different way, everybody learns differently. You get me? Mm-hmm. Whether you think it's math, where you think it's Tetris, you get me? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I feel like everybody learns differently. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. So now you record that song. Mm-hmm. He shot you a beat. You recorded it. Yes. Did you immediately show it to anyone? Okay, well, I always show my family. You get okay. me? What um, was their response when they heard it? Well, there was another one, uh, remix I did, the Passenger Let It Go one. Okay. Um, I, I love that that original song. Uh-huh. Um, from my si- when I showed my sister, she was in tears. You get me? But she, because she was so proud of me, because she remembered from I'm pretty sure she remembered that day where I started playing "Lean on Me." Right, you right, get me? right. So, <laughs> um, everybody was always proud. You get me? My brother is like a, a my brother Cacho. I would show him things. He's like, "Oh, that sounds too gangster," or "This sounds." I love his honesty you yeah, get me yeah, like I, I need yeah. yes I, I need feedback like that like I need you to tell me what this sounds like not because I'm your sister and you love me I need you to tell me the truth yeah, you get you me like me, yeah. does this sound like garbage or does this sound dope you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I also asked my son too which he's very musically like inclined as well yeah but he's in it's like a hmm He's different. Like, you get me? Like, I would teach him things. I got him a keyboard. Uh, uh, everything that I didn't have, I right. got for him. You get me? Right, right. Um, guitar, whatever whatever music, like, things he likes, you get right. me? I got it for him, and he's very good with music. That's good. This music, these days, I don't really listen to it, but if he thinks it's dope, I'll listen to it. Of course. You get me? Because he has an ear for it. Awesome. And I, I, I love him for that. You get me? How, how old is he, if you don't mind me asking? He's 11. 11. Good, good. Hi, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you play it for your family. Mm-hmm. They like it. Mm-hmm. See, because the last thing that we need. And close friends, of course. Yeah, you know, like I have a boy, um, Knuckles. Okay. I show it to him too. He, well, he just, he's a fan of music, everything. You get right, me? Right, right. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that I actually have who's behind me who's telling me, you know what? You're the shit. Who cares what anybody says? I have, dude, and, which is crazy because there's a lot of people who hate on you. You get me? And to me, that's weird because I'm like, I've never been like that. I've never same here had the heart to hate anybody. You get me? Same like, here. I do not have that word in my vocabulary. You yeah. get me? I don't hate anybody. Like, I, yeah, I, I mess around. I joke around because, as you can see, I, I like to clown. You get of course. me? Um, it's okay to have a sense of humor. Yes. <laughs> but I just don't have that word planted. In my head like that, you get me? I don't... Uh, I've been around dudes, sad to say that, just, you know, just since I've been in music. I'm a female, why are you hating on me? A dude especially, you get me? Like, stop it, <laughs> you get me? Like, yeah. sheesh, it's... I, it's... I know, it, it's terrible because, like, for example, we could be listening to a song, and just in times past, mm-hmm. and... I see the guy winning the, the the song, like it's getting airplay or everybody's bumping it, everybody's spinning it, and then somebody over here, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like See, and that's probably why like I kinda disappeared. You get me? Like okay. I was so tired of social media, to be honest with you. Yes. Because it was so much drama. Like I felt like I was back in I wanna say elementary, because I I don't know. I never paid attention to drama. I don't give a fuck about rumors. I don't give a I don't care about none of that. Right. But it's just the thing is it's like, man hearing 
these grown ass people still on that tip still trips me out you get me like i'm like why like i don't understand you like i'm so sorry you never got loved when you were younger i'm sorry you didn't get hugs and you know told you're you know you're loved maybe they didn't get the right christmas gift i don't know i'm, I'm so sorry i got a scooter though <laughs> <laughs> i even forgot when the fuck we were at. <laughs> we're talking about all this stuff <laughs> okay so um no, we were talking about the music as far as your, um, oh yeah, uh, you recorded at home, you showed people, mm -hmm. the, oh, and now here's what I was going to say. The last thing that we need in the studio is a bunch of kiss assing yes men. Oh, that shit's dope, that shit's dope. No, what you said about your brother was, See, he was yeah, honest. I, I can't be in a studio where people be like, damn, that shit's dope, damn, but I hear it. I know. I hear it. I'm I'm not stupid. You get me? I'm not <laughs> like don't tell me it sounds dope just because oh you 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 think I'm pretty, you get me? Or you get me like no, don't tell me I sound dope. I need you to tell me, hey, run that shit again. Right. Run that shit again. Like you could do better. Yeah, like we're, we're gonna get it right. Say it with your chest, you know? <laughs> right, 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 right. I need people like that. Like it's just so hard to find people like that. It's like to me, I'm like that's how I am. So it's kind of confusing or I get a little bit like why are you like that i'm like you know like right, it's know. in a sense it's like i feel more sorry for them than i you know right it's it's hard it's hard yeah. for me to understand them oh well so <laughs> so your brother was actually a big motivator like pretty much said, no, I, well see the stop. thing is i have five brothers okay so <laughs> i have five brothers so it's like each and one of them showed me something different you get me okay my sister being the oldest me being the youngest there's seven of us okay yes yeah, so um my brother louis lou he was the one more into sports more into the hip hop, more into, you know? Right. Um, me and Gacho, we were just like more closer to age. Okay. You know, and I, I love my brothers all the same, but it's just, we all some knuckleheads, man. We crazy, you know? <laughs> they all taught me something different though, but I want to say Louis Lou was more of a person that I looked up to mm -hmm. just because he did all the amazing things that I wanted to do as well. Okay. Sports, you know, he, he mm -hmm. did, he did a lot of things. I don't know. It's just, it's just amazing. And he wasn't, okay. The thing is he wasn't closed minded and mm -hmm. I love that about him because he would hear a song and he'd be like, damn, that sounds dope. You hear me? And mm -hmm. I liked that because I was like, I was the same way. Right, right, right. I remember, I don't know if you remember, <laughs> they, um, they had like a happy meals with, with like CDs in them, like no devils right, from right, right, NSYNC right. and Britney Spears or something. I would get that and I would actually play it, okay? I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. I like some of the fucking songs you get me from Insect and fucking Justin Timberlake. I still listen to him That's to dope. this day, yeah. you get me? Like, I would fully admit that I was into music, period. You yeah. get me? Like, it didn't matter where it came from or what it was. Right. I listened to it. I play it. And I would still sing it to this day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm having a dope time. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, so now, um, I forgot again what the fuck I was going to say. Because <laughs> That's a good thing. We're having such a dope time. Okay, so, so now, when does your first single come out? Was it a single or was it an album for those that may not know? Okay, so I just pretty much throw music out there. Like, okay. I don't have, like, albums or anything like that, but I make sure that every song I do is up to par with everybody's liking you get me okay and i make sure it i'm i take my time with everything you get me yeah. it, i don't care how long i take four five six years you know if you're gonna wait patiently if you're a solid fan thank you i appreciate you you get me right, but right i don't rush i don't rush okay. things and it's like i always have to practice it i have to make sure this sounds right I, i'm a perfectionist i guess you could say you I, i'm me? the same way I, I will take my time <laughs> yes if it's not if it's not sounding good i'm not going to release it right I'm exactly not. 
you know so so i believe me i I'm understand si <laughs> trust me i'm sitting on a lot of songs and every time i show people it's because i'm i'm impatient you get me right, right. but patient at the same time it's right. very complex you know like it's just very strange <laughs> now do you remember your first rap performance mm, yes brew dog pub <laughs> what, 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 what was no, that again I'm lying. if we want to be honest i want to say like elementary or something like to okay. be talent shows okay talent shows but songs that you actually I wrote right okay i hear you well that's the thing because i used to like i told you in elementary i used to perform like my songs okay whatever i wrote in front of miss culture's class which was fourth grade okay so she used to make me spit in front of the class you get me and then i'm like okay cool you get me but <laughs> but my actual show hip-hop where you know like a bar it would be brew dog pub you get me and it was because of the the homies polka shout out to you guys and, and mon's army okay? okay they hit me up like hey you're dope come do a show with us you now mean? would you say that was your first time doing a show performing your music yes how did you feel about that um i didn't know what was going on <laughs> i didn't know what to do i didn't know how to go about it so I would sit in the back, but okay. I'll watch. I'm a people person. Like I watch, I people watch, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love to do that. You observing. Know I mean? Very observant. So I sit in the back, I pay attention. I look at people and people think, oh, you know, she's mean. She looks mean. I'm like, I'm not mean. I'm very nice. It's just very quiet at times. You get me? Right, right. But once you get me started, I won't shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, so that's what I did. I so paid now attention. They gave you the mic. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the song you performed and how many songs did you perform? Okay, this is where I know the difference now between performing over your lyrics and doing straight, you know? Okay. With just beat. Like, I did one song with my lyrics on there and okay. it kind of threw me off. Right. You get me? Because I'm trying to go along with what I'm saying on this, you know? Right. Instead of just freestyling it and, you know? Yeah. So. I remember that and I'm like, dude, never again, right. never again. So I never, after that show, I never did it ever again. What was the response that you got that night? Um, everybody always shows love. That's what I love about these hip hop shows. You get me? Like we're all trying to make it whether we just want to get heard. You get right, me? Right. I don't, I don't care if people make money out of this. I don't care if like, you know, you're just doing this for the love of music. You just want to, you know? Just do right, music, just right. work with music. You're like, doing what you love. Exactly. So it's like, I don't hate on anybody. I sh I always show love too. Whether people think I don't or do, it, I show love in my way. You get me if that makes yeah. sense. But um, everybody was loving. All hip hop and love, you get me? Like, it's, that's what I love about performing. Now, th there are people that are dope at writing songs and then there are people that are dope at freestyling. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that are gifted at both. Right. Can you freestyle as well? Um, I try to, like I said, my brother, Louis Lou would always try to encourage me to do that. Mm -hmm. The, the homies pose crew, you get me always, you know, try, they, okay. People that encourage me, I have to have them around. You get me? Pose crew always checks on me every freaking day. They say, Hey, you need to step your bars up. Like we make fun of each other. You get mm -hmm. me? We were like, Hey, those lyrics. I need you to roll it up, throw it in the garbage, burn it up. You know, it's garbage. Work on it. You get me? That's what I need, though. I need to hear my shit is garbage so I can step my game up. You get and, me? And, and you won't take it offensive because to you use know, constructive criticism. I was raised with brothers. Shit talking is what we do. It's like, it's, it, if you. it's love, it's it's what we do. Yeah, it's going to be honest. Like, don't be sensitive. Don't be, you know, like, if I tell you, hey, that shit's garbage. Don't take don't take it to heart. And I say garbage in a funny way. I know of course, it's of course. That sounds <laughs> like a Boston that's accent. The way I say, yes, exactly. 
everybody tells me, oh, you have a New York accent. I was like, I do it on purpose sometimes. Sometimes it just comes out. I don't know. Right, right. Don't hate me. <laughs> okay, so now let me ask you a sad to say a controversial question. Ugh. Do you consider yourself a Chicana rapper? I do not. I don't. Okay. I never did. Um, I even had to change my name because it used to be Dreamer the Duchess. That sounds like a Chicano rap name. Right. You get me? I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to be closed in. I don't want to be boxed in. I don't want to be pushed to the back. You get me? Right, right. A lot of people do not want to work with you because you do Chicano rap because there's always drama, okay? Right. And this is me being open, okay, to my opinion. Right. I don't want to be labeled. I don't want to be in that category. I want to be an artist because I would literally fucking sit here and listen to uh, country music. You get me? I want to do a country song. I want to do a fucking reggaeton song. You get me? I want to yeah. do different music. Different uh, genres. EDM, yeah. yes. I want to work with every type of music because I love it. I love everything. Not just one category. You get me? Which, don't get me wrong, I used to fuck with um, Little Rob. Right. But because his words, if you listen to some of his words, it's like, dang, I wouldn't expect him to use a word like that. Right. You know, like, what was that one? Um, He used the, the word autobiography. You get me? You don't hear nobody saying, you know, these mm -hmm. grand words. I, I want to say grand. <laughs> but that's what I wanted to do. You get me? Because I was more on that tip, more educational, I guess. Right, right, mm -hmm. right. Well, you know, the, the sad thing is that I've had dudes that, you know, just throughout the year that I podcasted, that whenever I ask an artist that question, right. for some reason, they just think that... Um, you're trying to convince her not to be a Chicano rapper. It's not even about that. I'm Dude, I'm asking. Hispanic, okay? I love my race. I will fucking sit here and fight everyone, you know? <laughs> no, I won't. I love you guys. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying is like, dude, you can't tell me where I came from. You can't tell me I'm not Hispanic, okay? Just because I'm sitting here talking to you proper, yeah. it doesn't mean that I'm not Hispanic, okay? Right. It just means that I have different views. Right. You get me? Respect me, love me, just as I would do for you. You get me? No, and it's you, like, you come on now. That. Come yeah. on, dude. Like, we're already grown. We're older. Like, all this drama, come on. Like, it's, it's done and over with. Like, stop. Like, right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, like I said, some people have gotten mad just for me asking that question. But I respect you for asking that question because, dude, we are, as us being Hispanics, we are labeled un under that. You get me? Yes. But you got to remember where hip hop came from. Absolutely. East Coast. Okay. And it's just like us being from West Coast. We sound gangster. Hell yeah, we do. Okay. And it's, it's dope. You get me? We're the shit for that. Right. You get me? We brought a different sound to the game. You get me? Right. You hear all these East Coast, you know they're from East Coast. You right. hear West Coast, it's like, oh, hey. That's right. You get me? Like, but you got to understand we're not going to be labeled as that because we want to expand. You get Absolutely, me? Yeah. We don't want to be just in a small group right. of people. You get me? I want to, I want to hit my fucking Lauren Hill fans. I want to hit my country folks. You get me? It's just, I want to be loved by all. You get me? Absolutely. It's, it's being loved by all, not just a small group. Right, right. It's you know what, and, and but uh, let me just say that for the people that do consider themselves Chicano rap, you know right. what, more power to you, mm -hmm. love and respect to you guys. Yeah, it is just a question that I like to ask that people get fucking pissed off. But no, my don't. Verga, please don't. It's like yeah. stop working with emotions and feelings, please. Like it's just come on now. Like 
I'm pretty sure you were taught better than to be soft. You get me? Exactly. You gotta have heart. You gotta have the backbone for this shit because you're gonna get fucking shit talking from left to right. You get me? It's like, come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So you dropped uh, these songs. Like, how many singles would you say you have total about them? To be honest with you, I can't count them, but I have so much music I'm sitting on. Okay. I'm mad at myself for that. You get okay. me? Okay. Because it's like, I'm not gonna lie. I lost motivation. You get me? I lost a lot of motivation. What, what, what do you think? What do you think was the reason for you losing motivation? Priorities, maybe work. Okay. You get me? Um, responsibilities. Yeah. Also, it's just I was fucking with the wrong people. You get me? And it's just it, it it's hurtful because it's like you think they're rooting for you, and our reality is it's like, come on, dude, you're holding me back. You get me? Like, yeah. it it kind of sucks though because I I need to mess with people who who are there like cheering me on but being honest about it you absolutely know yes. So, yes yes so uh, i know you have a youtube page because that's where uh erica sent yeah. me some of your music yes there was this one song because she sent me like two songs that i really really liked i don't remember the name of it but i'll show it to you okay but let me ask you this you don't have to okay do you mind spitting anything let's do it <laughs> Take your time. I'm okay. not going to tell you when to stop. All right. I be the Duchess. Most of y'all don't fuck with me. I'm straight fire burning bitches in the highest degree. I'm on my business, but I can't help to hear this coward's talking. Jealousy's and illness, so I got to laugh at the gawking. The whispering my name burning in your mouth like Listerine. Your way past shit, bitch. Y'all stay quivering, slithering like the damn snake you are. No time for these perilous kids not knowing how to act by stars. It's the apostrophe. Dutch with no T. E-double-S, no stress, damn right you guess. Don't act illiterate, just a bunch of idiots. Cliché with ignorance, so full of bitterness. I'm a lady, don't make me bring out my dark side. Yeah, I'm crazy, 24-7, never part-time. The force is strong with this one, I ain't done till I dismiss them. My stormtroopers stay shooting and proving shots never miss none. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Oh, that was dope. Thank you, thank you. I like that <laughs> you, you know what's funny? What? Okay, I've had... More females come on here and busted rap than dudes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's alert. That's kind of funny. It <laughs> is. It is. It is. Yeah, okay, check this out. I, uh, I think. Can I answer like ahead, why ahead, I think? Ahead. Because it's like I feel like us. We have to prove something. You get me? We mm. have to step up in fucking a cage full of fucking men. You get me? We're in fucking cages. We we want to be the shit. We want to be. You know, we want to roll with them. You get me? Right. Pack of woods. We want to run along with you guys. You right. get me? Right. So guess what? We had to step our game up. Absolutely. Like, we had to come, you know? Yeah, come correct. <laughs> yeah, come correct. And this is why Rodeon Radio was here to shine light on artists like yourself. Thank you. Thank you. So I I truly, truly appreciate you coming. Uh, I truly appreciate you busting, you know, uh, this flow up. Fucking dope. But well, one day, we're, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and... uh like make a, like a little compilation of all the girls that rapped and put it, put it out there. Right. Because like I said, I don't think not one dude. Oh yeah. You know what? Um, but do you know why they didn't or? Well, well, you know what? I ask them sometimes when, like when I, when we talk on the phone, is there anything you don't want me to ask you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't want to rap. No. Some, some dudes just say that. But, like, but what is, they don't give you another reason for. No, hmm. they don't. I mean, but, it's okay. You'll be I. <laughs> But up, uh, my boy Desi Hollow, mm -hmm. uh, much love, much respect to him. He busted something, and he's got a fucking dope ass fucking style. I think you should do that though. Like put all the videos who were spitting because yeah. I'm gonna check it out. You get me? I'll check it out. You get me? Yeah, most definitely. Um, 
I love to get motivated by other people rapping. Yeah. Like sometimes I just YouTube, uh, what is it? Battle raps, uh, you know, rap battles, whatever, you know, right, like right, just right. music in general. I have to get motivated. You get okay. me? Okay. It pushes me more because I'm like, oh, damn, they sounded dope. Right. I need to come hard like right. them. You get right. me? It's just, it's not even, okay. And it's not because I'm in a competition against them either. Right. Of course. It's just because I want to be dope like them or with them or over them. <laughs> it's kind of like when you hear them, it, it helps you uh, step up your game. Like, I got to come correct. Step your game up. Yeah. That's dope. That's yeah. dope. Now, I know you said you're sitting on a lot of music. A lot, man. A lot. Can and people... I'm not going to lie. I, I perform them. You guys come see me and I perform most of those songs mm -hmm. because I'm just sitting on them. I want right. people to hear them. But I feel like, hey, if you actually love me and my music, then come check me out when I perform. You get me? Right, right. And when I do spit it, I get a lot of reactions. You get me? And it's like... I want to throw it out there, you get me? But it's just time, I'm going to get it done, though. I'm going to get it done. <laughs> so so let's just say 2021, can the fans expect something? I promise I am going to put more fucking music out there, okay? Because, hey, I'm actually working on a song with TC, The Conclusion, okay? Okay. Um, Not working on a song, but he's just doing my video for me, okay. which I did to uh, the homie Rest in Peace test, you know, okay. test that lay. Um, I did a song for him. I mean, a lot of people are not going to like it, but I'm going to love it. So that's what matters. <laughs> you get me? But I am working on a lot of songs, okay? And I guarantee you are either going to love one of them or none of them, but I'm going to be happy. You but get you're me? You're going to be happy. That's it. You're doing what you love. Yes. Anything that I didn't ask you before we get out of here? Uh, no. Not th you're, you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's, that's <laughs> Shout a, out to him, man. Hey, thank you for bringing me, man. <laughs> I have Shout fun. outs at this time. Uh, my son Joey, my daughter Jovi, um, Crow. I want to give a shout out to my brother. I want to give a shout out to everybody that loves me because I love you too, man. Uh, shout out to everybody. Post crew, what's up? Hey, I hope you guys watching. <laughs> shout out to the haters. Shout out to my motivators. That's you, haters. <laughs> I'm playing. No, no, no. The Duchess. One last question, and we're what out of here. That? Where did the Duchess come from? Oh, you. Oh, man. <laughs> Take your time. I was hanging with a bunch of, let's just say Dukes, okay? Let's just say I was mm. kicking it with a bunch of Dukes, you get me? Let's just say I was hanging out. And that's where it came from. It came from that. Okay, you guys fill in the blanks. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Other than that, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to interview you. Whatever we can do here, me and my team, to help you further along in your career, please let us know whenever you drop a video, whenever you drop a song. Please let us know. Will do, man. I'm going to be working on more. And um, trust me, I'm more motivated than ever. And I'm going to I'm gonna do it now. Because like, if if such as yourself telling me I'm dope, you get me? Yes. Just yeah. the reaction I get out of people, yes. I'm going to I'm gonna put music out. Okay? And awesome. I'm sitting on it, and I'm not going to sit on it no more. You get me? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. 2021, here she comes. Let's do it. Because fuck 2020. Yes. <laughs> And I'm going to finish the Steel Reserve 211. Cheers. Salud. Okay, everybody. We're out of here. See you Wednesday. I'm going to give a, a shout out to my boy, John motherfucking Elkins, for running this this whole shit, period. I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, Anthony, just joined our team. Congratulations. 2021, we're fucking winning. Going straight to the top. <laughs> Do it. All the way up. Ow. We out of here. See you Wednesday. <laughs> Fuck out of mm -hmm. here.